It's going to be Senior Day Saturday, which means several of Alabama seniors will be honored. But you know what? Some of them, some of them could come back if they wanted to. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, it is going to be senior day this mm-hmm. Saturday against the Chattanooga Moccasins. And um, there'll be a lot of dudes honored. You had a great post about it on OM3. You talk about all the guys that will be honored for this uh, senior day. And then you talk a little bit about who can't come back and who can. In the message board thread, I noticed there was some confusion about Will Reichert. A lot of people were just saying, hey, Will Reichert, come on back. But I don't think he can come back. No, no, no. Reichert's out of eligibility. Darian Dalcourt is out of eligibility. He is out of uh, eligibility, and uh, also there's one more. Justin Aboigby is out of eligibility. So those four absolutely cannot return. All other seniors that will be honored on Saturday are able to return, but it's a two-way street. Uh, The University of Alabama does not have to welcome them back. (laughs) They have to want to come back, and Alabama says, come on back. Uh, So it's a two-way street. My guess is that uh, a couple return. I, I went and looked historically. I, 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 you know, I can't remember year to year anymore. Uh, so I looked up two years ago. Only one player uh, participated in senior day and returned. Uh, and then last year, three players participated in senior day that returned. Reichard, uh, Dalcourt, and uh, Aboigby uh, all, all, all returned You know, uh, anyway. Uh, here's another important note that Charlie Potter was able to put together. Two people listed as seniors on the roster are not participating at all Saturday. And, uh, and that's good news as far as, you know, the, the signal that that sends. And that's uh, Trey Amos and uh, Christian Story, both listed as seniors. They are not participating on senior day. Seems to me, you know, we're adding two and two because we don't know, but we're adding two and two there. Seems that they're both returning to college football. I wouldn't. 1,000% assume they're returning to Alabama, although in Amos's case, I would certainly assume so. I think Christian Story is a guy, I'm just speculating, I wouldn't be shocked if he hit the portal uh, and search for a starting opportunity, uh, or, or he could stay put right where he's at and he may earn a starting spot. He actually, I thought, played pretty well against Kentucky. I thought he played well against Kentucky, too. In fact, um he, he, he was in on some tackles. Um, he was a, more active. And look, people are going to kill him. They're going to remember the couple of plays against LSU, the one where he gives up the touchdown right before the half, which, again, it, you know, he made a play on the ball. I would chalk it up to lack of experience versus a dumb play. I don't mind the aggressiveness, but I think if he had had experience, he'd know, okay, I need to make sure this guy gets down. Time is of the essence. It wasn't the play on the ball. It was the game situation. The game situation meant it was a bad decision on his part because of the game. But just seeing that ball up in the air, I sort of like the aggression a little bit myself. I mean, I I like how he's like, hey, I can go get that ball, and he just missed it. But, uh, God, in that game situation, can't do that. If he tackles that guy, maybe they don't score at all before the half. Um, and then, of course, there was another play where Jaden Daniels sort of runs right by him because he wasn't even looking at the play. And um, 
you know, the thing I'd say about that is, hey, maybe that's more common than we think, because I don't know how many of you noticed this uh, in the Kentucky game when Jalen Milrow hits Roydell Williams for the touchdown pass. There's a Kentucky player that is continuously guarding his man downfield, and he's almost like shadowing him the way you would play man-on-man in basketball, and Roydell sort of just runs right by him. I don't think he knew the ball had been released. Right. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it happens. I mean, My point is it's not completely uncommon. No, exactly. Exactly. Football, things happen so much faster on that field than they do from the comfort of all of our recliners and couches or even our seats in the stadium. Uh, when I've been fortunate to be on the field uh, during whether it's college football or high, even high school football, uh, I think people will be shocked how fast things move down there. It's not it, it, it's a different speed than it is from the seats. Uh, there's just no question about that. So uh, we'll see about Story and Amos. I thought that was interesting. There were seniors on the roster, but they are not included on the list of seniors that are being honored. Um, now, interestingly, you know, we'll talk about it right now. I mean, seniors that might come back. Uh, I'll throw one name out there, Quandarius Robinson. Uh, Q Robinson, to me, Luke, I mean, I almost want to beg this guy back. I mean, I mean, he's making a mistake if he if he just graduates and, and enters the draft. In my opinion, he's making a career-killing mistake. I mean, I would go that far. I mean, he needs another year of college football, and in particular a year in which he's on the field a lot. And, hey, I'm not – Hey, go somewhere else. I mean, I'm, I'm talking, I'm pro kid here, not pro Alabama. And I'm not telling him to go somewhere else. I want him to be at Alabama. And I'm sure Coach Saban would like him to be at Alabama. But I'm just saying, don't go to the NFL yet. You're, you're so, I've seen too many careers ruined over kids who had lacked one year of patience and it cost them their whole career. And I, I think that could be what, what would be happening in, in a situation like this. So I hope Q comes back. But he is participating Saturday. A uh, couple others that I think might be back, Seth McLaughlin, I think is a guy that would – he would benefit by returning. Uh, I know some fans might be like, hey, I'm ready to move on to another center. Uh, my answer to that is who? And I think we should trust Nick Saban on this. Seth's only coming back if Saban and Wolford want him back. And if Saban and Wolford want him back, that should tell us he needs to come back. <laughs> You know, and uh, he's actually performing really well, I think, down the stretch here and does uh, fix the snap issues. But Seth's another guy that I think could potentially come back. Um, you know, Roy Dell Williams, I wouldn't rule that out. Um, well, that's know, where I, I was going to go. Okay. Uh, because you've you got Jace and Roy Dell, both of them yep. could come back. Yep. I mean, my take on it is I'm sort of hoping Roy Dell comes back and I'm sort of thanking Jace for his service, not because I don't like what Jace McClellan brings to the table, but I feel like, okay, I don't think both of them need to go. Um, Mm. And I think Jace maybe has a brighter future right now in the NFL. And I think we've also, Roydell can come back and still have the same role he has this year. Backup dude who uh, knows how to do some of the dirty work and um, isn't, is cool with giving up a lot of carries to Justice Haynes or to Jam Miller or to Richard Young or to, you know, Daniel right. Hill potentially. He'd be cool with that, and he can be the, the leader. I'm not saying Jace McClellan can't be. I want to be clear on that. I'm just saying I think Jace – I think we know what Jace McClellan can do in the league now. I think they've everybody's probably seen enough to know, okay, he's a 
maybe a fourth round pick, something like that. I'm, I'm throwing out a number, maybe third round, maybe fifth round. Roy Dell, I think he can improve his stock a little bit, a.k.a. Uh, Brian Robinson. I, I don't know if he's as good as Brian Robinson, but I, I think he can be sort of Brian Robinson-esque. And if he comes back and is sort of the leader of the running back room and grooms these guys, who I think everybody that else that I mentioned that will be here next year is more explosive than Roydell Williams. Doesn't mean I necessarily think they're better, especially not right now. He's super experienced, and um, he's very good at pass pro. And, I mean, shoot, he's, he's caught some passes here recently and done some nice things with them. I mean, he caught a touchdown this last game. So, Jimmy, we're going to talk about a few more of these seniors. This is a more intriguing conversation than I thought. So we're going to do this, continue this conversation here in the next segment. But right now I want to tell everybody about Jace Medical. You know how much I love Jace Medical. Look, you and I. The, and Jimmy, you and I, and everybody listening, we spend a lot of time talking together. We get fired up together on wins and losses, who starts and who sits. I'm thankful for that connection we have. And today I want our chat to be a little more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ED medications. You realize what that means? Bring on extended travel, bring on the next natural disaster supply chain issue. You are covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra, or any of those prescriptions. And this is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace Medical. I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have them. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered the antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this service for everyone. If you or someone you love would like to get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily medication, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code locked on for $20 off your purchase. That is Jace Medical, J A S E medical.com. The Jace case provides five life saving antibiotics for emergency use. This thing is so awesome. You're going to love this service. Go check them out, jacemedical.com. Okay, Jimmy, so we'll keep going with this a little bit because um, sure. you know, obviously we talked about Will Rocket. That's one guy that I think everybody would love to have back is Will Rocket. Yeah, that would be nice. You want to talk about making – if he could come back. I don't even know why we're wasting time on it because he can't. Do you know he only played one – he played in five games uh, one season, and had it been one less, he wouldn't be eligible to come back. Remember is when he got hurt? hurt? Yeah, he when got he was hurt. a freshman? He got when hurt he was hunting, right? Kicking off maybe. Okay, I swear I remember it being a punt, but maybe I'm maybe it was a punt. I, I I know it wasn't during a field goal kick, and and I think it happened at practice, and then he made it much worse in a game. But the year in which he got hurt, he played in a fifth game. He got hurt in the fifth game. If he had been hurt in the fourth game, he could come back next year. Gosh, I mean, he would obliterate the uh, scoring mm-hmm. record for the NCAA and especially for the SEC uh, if he could come back one more year. But who else was on the list, Jimmy? I mean, there, you know, obviously Jalen Key you talked about. Um, mm-hmm. And, I, again, hey, I hate to see him go, but I think this is – we knew that he was going to be a one-and-done kind of guy. Here, here's else? an interest, Here's an interesting name. I think he's going to go go pro, and I'm, I'm 100% behind it if he does. Uh, but I'll tell you, a guy could be a monster if he returns as Tim Smith. I mean, hmm. I, I think he's going to go pro. I think he might even be a day two pick, potential, potentially a day two pick. 
Uh, but I think he'll leave after after four years of playing at Alabama because he's basically been on the field now for four years. He could exercise a COVID year and come back, uh, and he would be a monster uh, next year. I really believe that. But uh, I think he's probably ready for the NFL, and I don't know that he could come back and move into the first round. So uh, I, I get that. So I, I think that's interesting. Malachi Moore is another fun name. I mean, he could come back. Uh, I just think that his stock is just never going to be higher. And he's been a starter at Alabama for four seasons. And I'm not sure he would benefit himself by returning in terms of moving up in the draft. Uh, but he's an interesting name uh, for sure in terms but, of guys that could come back. Even Braz, he's not going to come back. back. But no, Braz I can't imagine that he would. I can't imagine that his stock would be any higher. And he's see to me, it's and I mean, I'm not the ultimate arbiter of this. I just arbiter of this. I just have an opinion. That's why I have a show. Uh, but uh, uh, in my opinion, Malachi is ready for the NFL. Tim Smith is ready for the NFL. Chris Braswell's ready for the NFL. There's just a couple of guys to me that could be ready for the NFL with an additional year. And to me, the headliner of that list is, is Quindarius Robinson. Uh, I would okay. also include Trey Amos, who's apparently coming back, and Seth McLaughlin, who may come back. Uh, he was non-committal when asked about it by the uh, by the beat writers today. Let, let me let me push back a little bit on Malachi Moore. I I, mm -hmm. I think you're right. I'm push back's the wrong way to put it, but I guess just mm -hmm. out of counter. See, I feel like if Malachi comes back, mm -hmm. I feel like it's sort of the Roydale Williams of defensive backs, where he comes back and he shows that okay, I'm the leader of this secondary group. Being the leader of Alabama's secondary is a pretty big deal. He also could come back. Uh, now with NIL, you're not just coming back for the love of the game. You're coming back for you make some money. I mean, are you going to make the same money you make if you're Brian Branch in the NFL? But let's also call a spade a spade. He's probably not going to be drafted as I as Brian Branch. No, I think he's. I think third round might be a ceiling for him, but that is day two. I mean, Brian Branch went second round. Although in retrospect, I think as we've seen him play for Detroit, if they did the draft all over again, he would go round one. He would go. Um, he would go top twenty. Yeah, exactly. That's how well he's played. Uh, and I think Malachi might benefit a little bit from how well Branch has done because they're really similar. Now, I'm not saying they're the same. I think Branch is better, and I think Branch is a better NFL prospect. But I think if you ask an NFL team if is Brian Branch worth the top twenty pick, then Malachi's worth the top hundred pick, which yeah. puts him in the third round. And and again, I think. Malachi needs to be one of those guys that gets an evaluation and mm -hmm. let's all cross our fingers that it's a, a, an honest evaluation. And if it is an honest evaluation, I think he's going to be somewhere between third and fifth round and it's going to be dicey, but I personally would welcome Malachi more back. Oh, so, no doubt. Yeah. Oh, they would love it if he came back because he's a coach. On, he's a coach on the field as is next year. He would be a professor on the field. Uh, all these guys, they would love Braswell. They would love for all of them to come back. But I think some are just ready. In my opinion, Malachi's ready. Uh, I think a lot of them would benefit, though, by coming back, uh, including Roy Dell. We talked about earlier. I think Roy Dell in particular could really benefit by coming back. But I'm I'm, I'm not – running back is such a weird position now. You know, I, I don't know what his odds are making a team, but I know the sooner the better at that position because they're not going to give you much time. Uh, running backs have a short shelf life. They're the fruit flies of the NFL. You know, they don't live very long. And I say that knowing, having, as I say it out loud now, no real idea how long fruit flies live. I think I'm operating on some 
notion that fruit flies live short lives. I think it's like uh, a but, day or two days or something. Okay, well, NFL are in about last longer than that. But some of them, but not much, yeah. not much. Um, and boy, when you when you hit twenty nine, they're going to hit the eject button. They could care less what you did last year. You know, that's the thing. I mean, we can talk about Bam in the NFL a little bit in the third segment if we want to. But uh, Derrick Henry is probably still up there with as good a running back as there is in the league. And the Titans were at least entertaining trading him. They were like, we're just sort of going to start over. Derrick Henry is going to be pushing 30 here before you know it. And um, so anyway, uh, but Seth McLaughlin, going back to him, the reason I think he may be the most important of the group. If I had to rank the ones that you said could come back, Quindarius Robinson may be one. I'll take that back. And then I would probably put Seth Amos. too. Amos, if we're counting him. Well, I mean, I'm not Amos because is, he's not taking place. Because he's not he's not going to be out there Saturday. I, I agree. So he's sort of already, by that way, sort of announced yeah. that he's coming back. That's one way to look at it, though it's not really official. Okay, so Seth McLaughlin, I think, may be second. And the reasoning behind that, because you assume Jalen Milrow is going to be the quarterback again next year. Jalen Milrow, by the way, who CBS had an article today about how Jalen Milrow is beginning to look like a number one pick just based off uh, potential. Now, we know as Alabama fans, and somebody came at me, it didn't come at me, but it had a little, almost a snarky comment about my picture with uh, Jalen Milrow's dad and said, well, does he know that you were kind of down on him at the beginning of the year? I said, he might. I said, because frankly, I think he knew there was a lot of criticism in him the beginning of the year. And I said, to me, that's the most beautiful part of Jalen Milrow is yeah. he overcame all that. He went down to the depths you know, the seventh circle of hell in social media, and he has risen back up. That's the beautiful thing about him. That's what makes him so lovable. That's the million-dollar smile he has. And um, the, the fact that he loves the University of Alabama. And now, if you can't get behind Jalen Milrow now, I, I'm serious. I don't mind you're not being on the Jalen Milrow train earlier in the year. I get that. I wasn't ever off of it. I wasn't ever all the way on it. I get it. I understand, I understand if you were off it. But if you're not on the Jalen Milrow bus right now, don't get on it later. This is where you get on. This is where you buy the stock. You should have bought it a long time ago. It would have been cheaper. But don't Price screw now. up. Pricier now. But, but going back to Seth McLaughlin. By the way, Maxwell Award semifinalist, Jalen Miller, one of 17 finalists for the Maxwell Award, given to the best offensive player in college football. Can you imagine that he, he's on this list? Top 17 players. I mean, this is the offensive players Heisman, the second most prestigious award in college football is the Maxwell Award. And, and Jalen Milrow is officially a uh, semifinalist along with uh, 16 others. And by the way, if I get the chance, I'm going to have my picture taken. Uh, I've met Quentin's dad. I mean, I've met Quentin, Jalen's dad too, but I, I didn't get a picture. Uh, but I would also post for a picture with Caden Proctor's people. Yeah. And same, same uh, I've, I've been sort of rough on Proctor. <laughs> Not because I'm like, oh, Caden, you're such a t-. I'm just like, hey, dude, it's it's been a struggle, and we're we're pulling for you. We're, and we're we pull for. There is not an Alabama football player we do not pull for. We just are in a job here where we have to give our opinions, uh, and, and and those opinions can be great, good, or bad. But we pull and want the best for every single one of them. Period. I mean, I can't believe anyone wouldn't understand that. Real quickly for me, uh, the reason, again, going back, if Milrow's coming back, wouldn't it be kind of cool to have his center come back? I mean, I know yeah. his, his snaps hadn't always been perfect, but they, they've gotten a lot better, just like Milrow got a lot better. And I think there is a chemistry there. You have to get used to one another. And it would be nice if Milrow has Seth McLaughlin to come back with. So um, I think that's wonderful. Jimmy, we're going to talk about some SEC firings, maybe sneak in a little recruiting 
in the third segment. But right now, I want to tell you about LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team and helps you find them faster and for free. Look, all you got to do is check out LinkedIn Jobs and add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are, yes, hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to and helps you find them faster and for free. Post your job free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Go check it out. Sorry about my voice issues today. Uh, I said it yesterday. I, I coached my little girl's soccer team to the championship. I, I Man, I, I, I know I did it sort of the cheesy way. We were playing a, a very a, a team that was really big. I mean, we're like seven and eight-year-old girls, right? So first and second graders. and um. My daughter, Sela, she's pretty good. She's fast and she she gets it. Sela's just got an it factor about her. I mean, I know she's my daughter, but I mean, she's got an it factor. And I have a couple other girls that are pretty good. And I have some that are that are not quite as good and they're not quite as focused, which is fine. You try to do the best they're you can do. Fun. Everybody's got to play. Well, they're having fun. But this other team was like big. I mean, now I didn't check their birth certificates or anything, but I mean, they were big. I mean, like they were tall, they were strong. Now we were a little faster, but anyway, they score first and we have like the best goalie in the world. And I was like, oh my God, they scored. And I don't know that we can go past. Best goalie in the world's in the second grade. And now in Birmingham, that's incredible. It's insane. (laughs) uh, And then we go down and finally get a score. And we tied up. And so we only had one quarter left. And, and like, so I was like, okay, for this last quarter, I'm throwing all the rules out. Like not everybody's going to play in this last quarter. We're trying, if we tie, we win the championship. So very said, Harbaugh, very Harbaugh. It was, I said, guys, <laughs> you don't have to score, but you have to keep them from scoring. That's the new goal. And like, they just took it up a notch, baby. They took it to 11 and they played defense out of their mind. And they very didn't Kevin steal of you. It was oh, it was. I was. It was great. I was fired up. I mean, we got called for targeting. It was fantastic. <laughs> um, anyway, so my voice is gone because I was yelling. And in fact, the other coach on the other team like yelled as much as I do. I'm notorious for being the loudest person on the. People are like, or, you know, they talk to other little girls like, oh, you play for the coaches. Always going, CC, CC, get in position, CC. And I don't know what position it is because I don't know soccer. I just do yeah. that hoping she knows. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay. You lost some of your Kevin Steele cred there. I know. I he knows the spot. Pretty sure he knows the spots. Uh, SEC firings. Um, yep. So we talked about Jimbo. No idea. I, I mean, if I'm Texas A&M, this isn't going to be sexy. My first phone call is to Mike Elko. Um, actually, I'll say this. I heard another show today. My first call would be to Kirby Smart and say, how much? Uh-huh. I, just how much? <laughs> and if he says – you ain't got enough. Or if he says something stupid, like 25 million, you say, okay, we tried. And then your second calls to Mike Elko. But what if, what if Kirby Smart said it take, take 14 million a year. And A&M, if A&M doesn't do it, they're stupid. I mean, mm-hmm. but, but my point is I would probably call Mike Elko. He looks like he's getting it done. Recruiting wise, what you do is you tell Mike Elko, Hey, you come here and you're in control. But we do want to have one or two guys that know about recruiting and know how to interact with our NIL group. 
And if you'll, if you'll, you can approve who we want to go get, but we need to show you the five stars. We can't do a lot of diamond in the rough stuff. We need actual diamonds. Yeah. Well, he was at AM before, you know, so I think he, he knows how the recruiting at AM was working prior to going to Duke. Uh, I would also throw in, by the way, I'm, I'm big on Mike Elko, and I think that would be a good hire. And, and I, I, I sort of predict too that would happen. I'll just look for, other similar names like Lance Leipold uh, at uh, at Kansas, uh, Kalen DeBoer at Washington. I think those are the level of names that we're likely to see. I know the Dion and the Urban and the Dabo. Uh, that's all kind of fun. I, I just don't think that that's realistic. I think the realistic Elko, Leipold, Kalen DeBoer, maybe Cliff Kingsbury, I think would be interesting. But uh, as an Alabama fan, I mean, as an Alabama fan, I'm like, hey, go for it. I mean, that wouldn't bother me as well. No. What, what I don't want them to do is, is make, you know, hire their Saban. That's what we don't want. No, right? no. Well, I don't think that's I don't think that's Cliff Kingsbury. We've seen him before. But on the other hand, I can see why he would be intriguing to some because there's no doubt he's a better coach now than he was before. Uh, big time name recognition, probably recruit the quarterback position extremely well. Um He's just recognizable, and people know who he is. So I, I get it, but I know as an Alabama fan, I would hope that they hire Cliff and not Elko or Leipold or Kalen DeBoer, who have won every single place I've ever been. Then uh, Mississippi State does what needed to be done probably as the moment they had the press conference announcing the hiring of Zach Arnett. They fired him. <laughs> and they, I mean, honestly, I don't mean that as a shot at Zach Arnett. I don't know the man. All I know, sometimes – you know, I talk about the book Blink um, the, all the time, and there was a, a great story at the very beginning of the book where this this museum curator or who knows all about uh, these specific statues comes into a museum. They were like so proud to show her this statue. They just brought, she goes, they unveil it, and she immediately goes, um, I hope you kept the receipts because that's a fake. And they were like, how do you know? There's no possible way this is a fake. And it turns out it was a fake. She was like, I don't know how to tell you I knew it. I knew it. And that's the same way with Zach Arnett. He didn't have the look of a head coach. He might be a head coach later. He might be a fabulous defensive coordinator. So was yeah, Joe I would look for him maybe at a, I'd look for him maybe even ended up at a place like USC. Wouldn't surprise exactly. me. But uh, who do I they think get with Mississippi Jimmy? State, I'm expecting that they're going to fish in the uh, pond with uh, Jamie Chadwell, uh, John Summerall at Troy, uh, Kurt Signetti at James Madison. Uh, just sort of feels like that. For me, the coach at uh, Texas San Antonio, uh, he's a guy. Uh, Willie Fritz at Tulane would be outstanding, frankly. Uh, but so I, I think Mississippi State, I, I sort of see them swimming in that pool. I, I would say I would claim that if I'm Chadwell or from Fritz, I hold on where I am for another year for something bigger. Could be. Um, if I'm if – I'm, They may get calls from A&M, maybe. Yeah, they might. And I think that they've earned – their name. And if they go to Mississippi state at this point, it's, it's not enough of a leap up. And and I think that uh, they're also swimming in shark infested waters. I mean, Mississippi state, it, when you welcome in Oklahoma and Texas and their recruiting is not going gangbusters. I, good luck, Mississippi state. Hey, I don't want this to happen at all. Uh, not really. I mean, I'll, I mean, we'll see, but uh, Michigan state and Northwestern, neither one of them have hired a permanent head coach, right? No. I would think Tommy Reese is going to be on some some interview list there. 
Yeah. And those two, Northwestern and Michigan State. God, you want to talk about – that would be almost as big of a a turnaround as the Jalen Milrow story. That You know, people aren't talking about how uh, Tommy Reese is um, coming to the good graces of the Bama fan base, but I think he has. He might not be as in good of graces as Jalen Milrow is right now, but I think he's in the good graces enough. And, you know, especially considering – how people were really dogging him at the beginning. But all right, Jimmy, that's going to do it for today's podcast. I thought we'd have a little more time to delve into some recruiting, but luckily there's no real news. So uh, we'll tackle that tomorrow. We'll also uh, talk about Alabama's basketball game. They have a basketball game on Tuesday night, and we'll wrap that up a little bit in the next podcast as well. So until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.